0: Welcome to the Gotta Pop podcast. My name is Buddy Gott, and I'm the founder and chief editor of Plethora of Pop, which can be found on medium.com or on plethoraofpop.com. On this show, I'll be talking each episode about new and classic things I've been enjoying from the worlds of music, movies, television, books, and some other things, too. Sometimes I'll have guests on the show, and sometimes I'll be doing them by myself. I thank you very much for joining me today, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to today's show. I want to start things off today by telling you about a new movie that I watched last night. And the movie is Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. I said it was a new movie. I mean, it's not brand new in terms of it just coming out this month. It actually was released in theaters earlier this year, back in March, and it just recently premiered on a couple of the, of the streaming services that I have. Um, it's currently on MGM Plus and Paramount Plus. The movie studio that did this movie is actually Paramount. And a little bit more about Paramount and this possible franchise a little bit later. Anyway, Dungeons and Dragons. Did I say that right? Dungeons and Dragons. Honor Among Thieves stars Chris Pine, Michelle Rodriguez, Justice Smith, Sophia Lillis, Hugh Grant, and several other talented actors and actresses. And you probably are familiar with the game Dungeons and Dragons. It's not something that I have ever played, and I actually know very little about it other than – that some of my best friends in high school used to play it all the time during our lunch hours and I didn't do it because I was more interested in hanging outside and smoking cigarettes and I don't know getting into other nonsense that teenagers do but enough about that anyway my friends used to play that all the time I was mildly curious about it but again not curious enough that I actually learned about it and I know there have been other movies based on Dungeons & Dragons. I think there was another franchise just within the past 10 or 15 years, but I never saw any of those. And I was reluctant to watch this one. My wife and I were looking for something to watch yesterday, and we saw that it was on both MGM and Paramount+. Plus. So we figured we'd give it a shot. If we didn't like it, we would just turn it off and put on something else. But to both of our surprise, or surprises, we enjoyed it a lot. It's really, really a fun movie. It's actually um, well. I actually liked it much, much more than I expected to. It had a lot of great action in it, and a lot of very funny moments. It's the cast is um, just so talented in so many ways. Chris Pine is the big hero of the movie. He's one of the the main hero, but you you also have other heroic character is played by michelle rodriguez and others and uh he, pine is great actually michelle rodriguez who i have not seen in an awful lot i, I know her primarily from years ago when she was on lost i know she's been in like some of the uh, fast and the, well, i guess almost all of the fast and the furious movies but i've never seen any of those but uh she's really good at comedy she had she was very funny in this movie and also Hugh Grant. You, I don't want to say too much about his character, but he was hilarious. He – you could tell I, – I would at least hope that he had fun doing this because it looked like he was having a blast on the screen. He has a really, really interesting character in this. And um, it was – like I said, it was highly enjoyable. I had um, – I mentioned earlier that I was going to go back to talking about the studio Paramount And I had read that prior to this movie coming out, there were already plans in the works for Paramount Plus to have a TV series based on the movie, or at least based on Dungeons & Dragons in general. And as of now, I'm recording this at the beginning of July when the writer's strike is going on, I don't know what the status of that is. I don't know if maybe the writer's strike is going to impact uh, whether or not that series happens, or also the fact that uh, this movie... Well, it did fairly well at the box office, it wasn't maybe the blockbuster hit that Paramount had hoped it would be. I saw that the budget for this film was $150 million, and at the box office it made $208.2 million, which certainly isn't bad, but again, I'm sure they were hoping for a lot more than that. I, I'm sure, um, well, gosh, just looking at this movie, all the special effects and everything that are in it, uh, it would not be inexpensive to do a TV series based on this. And, well, even if the TV series doesn't happen, I I personally, right now, I'm hoping for another movie. I had read a quote from one of the producers saying that this movie actually was not planned – as being a movie franchise, it was you know I guess an, at least a little bit later on thought to be a TV series, but I, I I'd like to see one or two more movies here. The cast, like I said, was fantastic. I'd love to see them working together again. It was uh, well, it was just a, a really good fun movie, and I don't want to sound like some old fart who says things like "there's not enough good old fun movies anymore," but really, there's really not enough good fun movies anymore. So if you're listening to me, Hollywood, Paramount, or whomever, make another Dungeons & Dragons movie for me and my wife. Thanks. I want to switch things up here and go from movies to television. And there's a couple different television series that I thought about talking about here on the show today. One of them is From, which is a great uh, sort of horror suspense. I don't know what you'd really call it, but but you've probably heard of From. It is currently on MGM Plus pre-4. Was that a word? Pre-4? Before, before. Before, folks. It was on Epics, And it just finished its second season. Uh, well, the reason for the switch there is Epix switched to MGM Plus. And I know a lot of people who got turned on to the first season of From from watching it on Amazon Prime. Anyway, the, the second season of From just finished. There's a lot to unload and talk about with that show, so I'm going to talk about that some other time. If you are a fan of From, keep your ears open for a future episode of the show where I do it a lot more time to From. Anyway, what I do want to talk about today, and you probably saw it in the title of this episode, is the series Ted Lasso, which recently finished up its third season on Apple Plus. Is it Apple TV or just Apple Plus TV? I'm not even sure. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm sure you've heard of Ted Lasso. It's one of the most popular TV series around. And as I just said, they recently finished up their third season – And it's a little unclear right now as to whether or not that is the final season of the series. Personally, I have read and heard conflicting things about that. I've seen quotes from star Jason Sudeikis, who plays Ted Lasso, saying that they had done what they set out to do with the series. And that's that's probably going to be the end of it. However, others are saying that they think it might continue, possibly under a different name. And I wonder if you're – well, if you're a fan of Ted Lasso, I wonder what you think about that. Do you think that the show should continue on at this point? I don't want to really – for those who haven't seen it yet, I don't want to give away what happened in the final episode of season three. But it seemed like it maybe came to a natural ending point. There was a lot of resolution there with the characters and some major storylines that were there but it could certainly continue on it would have to change quite a bit but i think it could continue on so would that be a good thing i'm still debating that myself i loved it my wife and i we um, watched it. We didn't watch it from the beginning. We just kind of got into it. I want to say maybe three or four months ago is when we started watching Ted Lasso. We devoured the first season. And then we got wrapped up with other things, so we didn't dive right into the second season. But when we did, we loved it. And then I guess it was just uh, God. not even two weeks ago we decided to watch season three because we kept hearing people talk about it. And if you're online at all, you know that you cannot try to well you 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 can't avoid seeing a popular show or movie talked about on there without <laughs> having things sort of blown for you you know that the people don't use spoilers quite the way that they always should and I remember the day after this final episode of season three ended for Ted Lasso, I was seeing things online that blew it. People were posting, you know, quotes from the episode or posting images and I get it. I do the same thing. If I see something that I really like, whether it's a TV series or a movie, I kind of want to talk about it with others and and I try to be respectful though and a lot of people don't. Some people are like, well, you should stay off the internet if you don't want to know what happened in the show or a movie and they say it just with that voice too. They sound ridiculous. And I can, you know, I was going to be nice and say I can see where they're coming from with that, but I don't because, you know, you shouldn't put your entire life on hold because you haven't had time to watch a movie or a TV show yet. You know, I think there should be a little more respect given to people who haven't seen it. Anyway, that's but that's a whole other tangent I could go into. I I guess I did it a little bit, huh? Anyway. Ted Lasso. I I absolutely loved it. What a series. When it first came out, I remember seeing ads for it. And I would see Jason Sudeikis there. And he's got the mustache on. And I heard what the basic plot was about this American going overseas to become a who doesn't know anything about soccer slash football, uh, as Danny Rojas would say it. If you watch the show, you know who I'm talking about but he he's it's the it's a typical well it seemed like a typical fish out of water situation where this guy just gets thrown into a situation where he's totally unaware of the place and the situ of everything and it, to me it looked like it had the potential to be kind of dumb and I wasn't sure I wanted to watch that then I heard people raving about it and when I tuned in I was pleasantly surprised to see that one of the creators and producers of it is Bill Lawrence and I've been a big fan of bill lawrence for a long time because he was oh did i just burp and i think i did and i apologize for that i apologize to my listeners and i apologize to bill lawrence anyway bill lawrence was the creator of scrubs which was and still is one of my favorite tv series ever and he actually had uh, a little bit of scrubs related stuff going on in uh well, he, he 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 likes to reuse some of his people in things. Like he'll have uh, Zach Braff was the star of Scrubs, and I know Zach recently directed an episode of Lawrence's other new series, which is called Shrinking, and that which is also on Apple. Anyway, that's that's another series that uh, is fantastic. But where I was going with that is, I was happy to see Bill Lawrence was involved with Ted Lasso because I figured it was going to you know. Up the stakes there and make it a good quality show. And, and boy, boy, is it a good quality show! Just so clever, so funny, and it was so much more than I expected it to be. I knew it was going to be funny just right from the get go, but myself and my wife Lisa, we were blown away with just how touching we found the show to be at times in um, in multiple episodes, especially towards the end of the third season. We found ourselves tearing up and. And crying, there was just so many moving moments in these episodes, and such a wonderful cast. Oh my gosh, Jason Sudeikis is great. Hannah Wadding is it Waddington, Waddingham? Oh gosh, I'm so sorry, I got that wrong. Um, anyway, she plays Rebecca, the owner of the team in Ted Lasso, and it's just an amazing series. If you haven't watched Ted Lasso yet, regardless of whether we find out even soon that the series is definitively over or definitively. Moving on, I I implore you to check out Ted Lasso. It's such a fantastic series. I love it. If you have listened to this podcast before or if you've read any of my writings online, you've probably picked up on the fact that I am a music lover. I'm a big music junkie. I have been for most of my life. I got into music when, I don't know, I think I was around nine or 10 when I first started buying records and and I've just loved it for the majority of my life. I, I often joke, but it's not even really a full joke. And I say that next to my wife, Lisa, Music is the greatest love of my life. I just love music. And one of the first bands that I fell in love with when I was a kid was the band Toto. They put out their debut album, which was called Toto, back in 1978. And it was one of the first albums that I bought. And I I loved it back then. I used to play the hell out of it. I I had the vinyl record and I played it all the time and I still listen to that one frequently and I still listen to like the first four Toto albums pretty regularly and um, of course Toto 4 from the mid 80s was or I guess technically early 80s was possible not even possibly it was their most successful album it was a big platinum selling album won multiple Grammy awards had big hits on it like Rosanna and Africa and um I loved those and I, and I loved a lot of their subsequent music too. After Toto 4, the band started going through a lot of lineup changes where they had lost like their original lead singer, Bobby Kimball, and uh, they had a guy in there for a while named Fergie Fedrickson, and then Joseph Williams came in for a while, then he left, and there, there's just, um, he ended up coming back and he is their lead singer now but also um well let me let me get to the guy the reason that I'm talking about this here and that is Steve Lukather Steve Lukather of Toto he's their lead guitarist and also one of their lead singers he just recently in June released his ninth solo album it's called Bridges and as much as I'm a fan of Toto, i'm not really all that familiar with Lukeather solo stuff. I've listened to some here and there and i've always always liked what I've heard well enough, but uh, I guess for i don't know for whatever reason, I just haven't gone out of my way to listen to it a lot. that's going to change though for me because I love this Bridges album, this new album from Lucifer that just came out. And one of the reasons that I love it is because he's got some help from his Toto friends on here. He has got, uh, I mentioned Joseph Williams, the singer. Joe sings background on every song on this album. I think he also plays keys on most of the song. And then you've got David Page, one of the founding members of Toto. He plays on several of the songs, and both of them co-wrote some of the songs with Steve Lukather. One of the other co-writers of a couple of the tracks on here was not a member of Toto, but it's Stan Lynch, who was the drummer for Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers for many, many years. And he's also, aside from being a very talented drummer, he's an incredibly talented songwriter. He's written for many musicians and bands over the years. And the tracks that he does with uh, others on here that he co-wrote are fantastic. And this album is pretty interesting because... Toto has gone through some problems in the past several years, and that is – it stems from a lawsuit involving the family of Jeff Porcaro. If you're not familiar with Jeff Porcaro, he was one of the founding members of Toto. He was their drummer. He's – oh, he was such a legendary drummer. Unfortunately, he passed away quite some time ago. I think it was early 90s or maybe late 80s, but uh, passed away many years ago. And I think it was sometime in the past five or six years his family put some sort of lawsuit against the surviving band toto the surviving members of toto rather and um well they're at a point right now where they say that they're unable to go out there and record as toto anymore and that there will be no more toto albums they uh lucather and joseph williams and sometimes david page together go out on the road together as Toto. They've got some other musicians that are with them that were not in the original lineup, but, uh, they're touring as Toto. They just can't record. And recently Steve Lukather said both, um, I saw it on Instagram and on his official website that this new album Bridges is probably, I'm paraphrasing him, but basically this new album Bridges is is as close as the world's going to get to having a new Toto album. And, I'm very happy with this album. I like I said, I love Toto's music. This doesn't sound exactly like Toto. Some of the songs do more than others. Some of them have a lot more harder rocking sound to them. And I'm very happy with it. I matter of fact, I wrote a piece on about this on medium.com the other day, which can also be accessed through. Um my well, my site, it, which is thebuddygot.com, where I did a review of the album and I said that it is by far one of my Favorite albums that's been released so far in 2023. So if you're looking for some good music, regardless of whether you're a fan of Toto or not, I let me try that word again, okay? Because it's not a hurly. I highly suggest Steve Lukather's Bridges album to you. And with that, I'm going to say thank you for listening. I hope you have a good day, a good rest of summer. Right now, as I'm recording this, it is July 3rd, 2023. And I've been enjoying myself and I hope you have been too. Take care, my friends. Thanks for listening. And hey, have fun. See ya.